It's Tuesday, April 12, 2016. If the state does not act now, we are facing irreversible, catastrophic crises. Judge rules children's federal climate change lawsuit may go forward. Big Oil spends $100 million a year on climate denial propaganda and obstruction. Some good news for wolverines, tigers, and bees. Oh, my. Plus, probe into what Exxon knew about climate change science expands beyond Exxon. All of those expanding stories and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Department of Environmental. I mean, the DEP is killing us environmentally. It's just killing our businesses. Donald Trump is right. The DEP is killing us, except for the fact that there is no DEP. Other than that, um, make the environment great again. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, on our last Green News Report, we reported the disturbing news that uh, TransCanada, the owner of the Keystone Pipeline up in South Dakota, had reported a spill in that pipeline of 187 gallons of oil. Yep. Yep, which was very bad news, except it's even worse than that. And as a matter of fact, much, much worse than that. Yeah, it looks like now that it is 17,000 gallons of oil. (laughs) And a local landowner discovered the leak, meaning that TransCanada, the pipeline owner, that their much-vaunted high-tech automatic leak detection system failed. So not 187 gallons, more like 17,000 gallons. And uh, it took some farmer guy to let him know it was going on. Yep. Fantastic. And are they still suing to force the U.S. to let them build the even bigger Keystone XL pipeline? Yep. Fantasticer. In other fantastic news, the investigation by the attorneys general of California and New York over whether ExxonMobil lied about climate science to the public and its investors is now expanding beyond Exxon. The attorney general of the U.S. Virgin Islands has subpoenaed the Competitive Enterprise Institute, a Washington think tank partly funded by ExxonMobil for their records on their donors and their activities on climate policy on behalf of those donors. The Competitive Enterprise Institute calls that subpoena, quote, an affront to their First Amendment rights. Of course they do. Their First Amendment right to commit fraud. Meanwhile, a new report finds that the fossil fuel industry spreads climate change denial and obstructs policy action for cheap. The report by British nonprofit group Influence Map is called How Much Big Oil Spends on Obstructive Climate Lobbying. They calculate that ExxonMobil, Royal Dutch Shell, and three top oil industry lobbying groups, including the American Petroleum Institute, together spend just $115 million a year on advocacy to block policies to address climate change. You're saying $115 million a year is cheap? I think it is for companies that make tens of billions of dollars per quarter. Well, you got a point there. In Oregon, a legal breakthrough for kids suing the federal government over failure to act on climate change. A federal magistrate judge in Oregon has ruled that the kids' lawsuit can go forward. Backed by the nonprofit group Our Children's Trust, the suit alleges that failure to act on climate change is a violation of their constitutional rights and the public trust doctrine in which the federal government holds and protects natural resources in trust for the public. Lead plaintiff lawyer Mary Christina Wood, in an interview with PBS NewsHour, admits that the public trust doctrine is a novel approach. Environmental law had largely failed to address many of the most significant problems we face, 
And so to me, the public trust doctrine was the logical response. It obviously applies to the atmosphere because the atmosphere controls the climate system we all depend on for survival. So these kids are essentially suing the government, saying the government is not taking care of the environment the way they must? To protect the future of these children, that they deserve to have this protection. And the judge is allowing this suit to move forward. Yeah. Very interesting. Good news for bees. Maryland could be the first state in the union to restrict a class of pesticides called neonicotinoids that have been linked to the alarming decline in bees in the U.S. and Europe. The Maryland Pollinator Protection Act, if signed by the governor, will ban residential consumer use of the bee-killing pesticides. More good news for wolverines. A federal judge in Montana has overturned a U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service decision to not protect the remaining 300 wolverines that live in the United States. The service suddenly switched course and ignored its own scientists two years ago to reject protected status for wolverines after what the judge called in his ruling, quote, immense political pressure that was brought to bear by Western states. Finally, good news for tigers. The endangered wild tiger population has grown for the first time in 100 years. Conservation biologists with the World Wildlife Fund say that thanks to better tracking and anti-poaching enforcement, there are now 700 more tigers in the wild than just five years ago. But the total number of tigers left in the wild is still fewer than 4,000. For much more on all of those stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us and follow us on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Outside.